Hiya, it's Nathan here. It's been a while, but thank you for tuning in to this episode and the episodes previous. 2019 has been a year of forging a lot of new ground creatively for me. I've been involved as both a GM and a player in a lot more RPGs, and I've even been writing some. I've started streaming, I've made a zine, and I'm starting to get paid RPG work, which is actually totally blowing my mind. But all of that progress has been at the sacrifice of other efforts, especially when it comes to scheduling time with other people I work with on the talent agency and other endeavours. Good news, though, that's not going to affect how the talent agency will be made or run, uh, primarily because we're nearing the end of the plotline. Yes, I know, the talent agency having a plot surprises me too. The episode you're about to hear was recorded back in the summer. After that, we have an episode focused on Nano Ranger, and then we enter into the end game of the talent agency. The end game will take place over about three sessions or so, meaning nine episodes, so that's still quite a bit of content to come. I'm aiming to get the sessions recorded in quarter one of 2020, with the episodes released as regularly as I can after that. I will, uh, actually be making sure to focus on this primarily. Um, my other uh, projects will be taking a little bit of a back burner while I get the rest of the talent agency finished. Once the story of the talent agency concludes, there will be a number of talent agency B-sides still to record in various systems, including Cyberpunk 2020 in red, uh, The Sprawl, uh, Genesis Shadow of the Beanstalk, and more. If you'd like to catch up on the things I've been working on instead of the talent agency, please visit our Twitter account, at PhantomArtsEnt. And now, tonight's showing of the talent agency, Mission Critics' Choice Future Base Remix. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Talent Agency. I am once again your fabulous, gorgeous and humble host, Nathan Blades. And uh, with me this evening, we have two uh, absolutely magical runners with us today. Uh, I have with me Ashley. Hello. And I have Ray. Hi, Nathan. Hi. <laughs> Do you mind if I pimp one little thing today? I know normally oh, I pimp my you show. have something to say. I do, Nathan. I do. do you? Oh, yes. gosh. Uh, I, as of April 1st, have just launched a new podcast called Voices at Play, which is uh, entirely run by marginalized people, and we mm -hmm. focus on games by marginalized creators. So if you would be interested in something along those lines, uh, come check out Voices at on Twitter, and you'll find all the relevant links there. Oh my gosh, you guys. Shameless plugging, that isn't from me. What a surprise. It's not for profit, so, you know, it's a good cause. Yeah, but it's the, it's the clout. No, I, I get you, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, you can, like, goddamn record an ad spot so I can put it in the middle of the episode because mm -hmm. I struggle to. Sometimes I have to write those myself and I hate doing them That's so fair. other people can do it. Anyway, uh, uh, this time round, uh, at the moment, we're, we're currently in the middle of a bit of a plot arc, aren't we, on the talent agency, what? which is weird and unfamiliar territory to me who started this campaign with the conceit that you could start listening at any episode and it would make sense. And then that entirely went by the wayside when you all came up with cool stuff I wanted to keep revisiting. So It's our fault, you say? Yes. Uh, it's never my fault. 
That's the name. It's a camera. Uh, <laughs> but uh, at the moment, because uh, I, I think this is uh, a little bit, we can have a little bit of a downtime, but uh, still stay within Shadowrun Anarchy. Uh, there was a new Shadowrun Anarchy book released earlier this year, which is wild because I assume they just released the one. Have the people who like Fifth Ed hate that book, and then uh, Catalyst like not have anything to do with Anarchy again ever since. And, I expected that. <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of true. And then they released Chicago Chaos. Boom. Neat. So Chicago Chaos is basically more Anarchy content. It is uh, pretty heavily inspired by, I believe, the like ongoing living campaign for Shadowrun 5th edition so uh, a lot of the content talks about Chicago as it is in the official narrative which I've not read uh, well no I needed to read it for a bit that I didn't understand and was like cool now to not look at anything else in there um, <laughs> and also it has a handful of additional missions so if you've gone through the like two dozen missions that are in the main core book there are another dozen a bit in this uh, that follow the missions from the fifth ed campaign uh i have taken one of those and read it and was like i can make this cooler so i changed bits but if you really like what's happening in this you can run a less good version in the <laughs> i'm really so catalyst if you're listening to this hire me and then i'll actually say nice things about your game um <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I re- like I'm, I'm, I'm being shady, but trying to run out of keys. Oh no 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 no! This is important. This is the editorial. I am, I am I'm joking. This conversation. <laughs> yeah, you have no horses in this conversation. Absolutely actually. not. No. None. <laughs> but no, uh, this this is uh, a, a a light remixing of one of the scenarios from that book. Uh, all the scenarios that they write are pretty cool. I like how tight they are. They keep within a page, and that's rare. <laughs> for tabletop RPGs, so, you know. uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, And with that, let's get into a little bit of the talent agency. So, um, last session, uh, Razmataz got kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, His entire arm was shattered. Uh, in sort of piecemeal bone situation. Oh. Um, so he has since had that completely amputated. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all there really is to say about that for now. Um, we, we can visit it when, you know, if, if unless we're going to start the scene, I can describe as... I mean, you know, um, it was uh, it left it kind of open to you as to whether you wanted to, by the time we return... Yeah. Um, have a new arm, or whether it's something you want to encounter. No, he's he's very much just going to uh, roll with the the one arm. Mm-hmm. I think he may occasionally, when disguises are called for, produce an arm visibly there. Yeah, but most of the time he has no interest in doing that. He's perfectly fine. He's fine with just being uh, a guy with one arm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we resume in a location that has actually not been visited in a little while. Uh, the London Studios on the South Bank of London, uh, which had been hit by the flower bomb and is now uh, the uh, unofficial slash official uh, Phantom Arts Entertainment base of operations. Uh-huh. While like Alexandria and Raz have not necessarily met on camera previously because you've been in in separate in separate runs. Yes. Um by the start of this scene, you've met each other. So what kind of uh, context and or first impressions did you give 
with each other. So, uh, for for your awareness, uh, Raz is a theatre director slash playwright. Uh, he carries himself as someone who has sort of 40 years of experience in that sort of position uh, and considers himself to be very, very well known. Um, but he's always quite cordial and, and very polite and he's often, he tries to be flattering as often as possible because when people feel flattered by someone, they are often off their guard. Um, so he, he likes to make friends. So I think... Um, again, I don't know what... Uh, is it Alexandria? Was mm-hmm. Alexandria, yeah. Alexandria, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, would she have been open about her magic? But Because th- that's something that Raz tends... Raz uh, likes to disguise that, himself. She's on a little thing because um, the Mandragora spirits may or may not actually realise that she is a summoner. Okay. So um, she's probably mentioned that she's awakened... Yeah, okay. Um, I was going to say... Maybe no demonstrations, though. That's, um, Raz doesn't demonstrate so much as he just changes the way he looks a lot. Um, Sam definitely does not do that. No, that's, that's, that's his, his go-to, is like, as he walks away from a scene, he'll be like, and now I'm a Spanish woman in a red dress. Goodbye. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 well, feel free to take the scene. I, I played last time. So where did we meet? What was the last job you were doing? I've recently come back from a business trip from Paris. Uh, I've recently come out of surgery, so... Um, That's nice. What yeah. are you getting done? Well, uh, it's uh, just this thing. And he gestures to his shoulder where... Um, you see he's wearing a really, really old leather pilot's jacket yeah. that now has only one arm, uh, whereas the other one has been tailored perfectly to fit his shoulder and actually shapes his body really nicely on one side. Um, and he's just like, oh, just a, just a thing that happened at work, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Uh, this work? So, looking a bit worried. <laughs> well, I mean, well, things happen, robot people, uh, cyborgs. Uh, killer robots are really dangerous. Try not to... Also, don't throw yourself out of windows. That's something I've learned. I mean, I, I, I also try not to jump off the top of buildings, but, um, <clears throat> yeah. We'll get along famously. <laughs> Killer robots, um, something to stay clear of, certainly. <laughs> but they weren't anticipated. Uh... <laughs> and uh, I, I think in, the, in, this, in this particular scene, um, we are in hmm, the general kind of like a main stage of London studios where there was the um, big... Does it count in a boss fight if it's actually just kind of improv stage work? An improv stage work boss fight with Liam Lycoris back in the third mission of this campaign. Uh, it's chilling in that kind of area. Uh, Leon is also there, um, being somewhat bound to the building, um, and is just kind of like uh, casually maintenancing the stage himself. Uh he uh, every so often makes sure it's regularly slept, swept clean, that the uh, screens that are in the back of the stage are well maintenanced and still working. He's, he's still waiting for the show to take off again. Yeah, yeah. You need, you know, he needs a, another. If if it turns out another opportunity for a stellar live debut would take hold, he'll be ready. Damn it! He has all of eternity to wait. He does. Hopefully, he gets less fire next time. <laughs> And uh, while while um, I, I, maybe you're you're both in like the or just general audience seating, just chilling and watching him kind of like shuffle to and fro. 
So you've, have you actually met Mr. Vicarus? Uh, I've heard of his work. Uh, he's a bit... And he's... Uh, Raz's facial and body uh, expressions are kind of saying, he's a bit old hat, really. He's... It's not really my thing. A single rose petal <laughs> falls from his hair and wilts upon the ground like a beauty of the beast. <laughs> but um, no, he's really he's very excitable. He's definitely into his work. Um, well, no, at least someone is. Oh, I guess you... <laughs> Who's that even being shady about? <laughs> um, well, uh, he... If I recall, like, Lacoris is a... Is he the stage guy, or, like... Um, he is a... Uh, game show like, the killer game show host. Right, okay. uh, His reputation was that when he was still alive, mm-hmm. um, ran game shows that were uh, world-watched, but with a astoundingly high mortality rate. I grew up watching them. They were fun in their own right. Well, to each their own, I suppose. <laughs> where... Is that, uh, where is Automator? Um, I... Usually he appears when called for. Yeah. Nothing really happens. That's odd. I would have expected he'd be here by now. Last time, didn't he have a projector system set up mm-hmm. to teleconference? Oh, yeah. There is one in the room. Like, it, it's uh, become a permanent fixture yeah. of this room. He just hasn't shown up He yet. just has decided to not bother answering the call. He's got a lovely smoking jacket. Maybe he's just relaxing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in that case, uh, we've been waiting here long enough. Raz is going to do... Uh, he's going to contact Orpheus. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, Raz turns around and pulls out something that's been sitting next next to him. He pulls out this completely ostentatious, uh, completely historically inaccurate samurai helmet, uh, puts it on and goes, Orpheus! <laughs> Edging away slowly. <laughs> it's, I think, Dead Man 5, but it's a samurai helmet. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Also, just like, casually asking Orpheus to say hello. I'm like, I'm edging away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Orpheus does answer. Ah, good afternoon. What can I do for you today, Raz? Oh, I was uh, wondering where Automator might be. He, he wasn't here last time when we got that job from you, and I've, it's been a while since I've spoken to the old chap. Yeah, he's, um, uh, we're working on a collaboration project at the moment, very exclusive, mm-hmm. uh, pretty high scale, and um, you do, oh, I, I guess I guess he doesn't talk about his personal life too much. He is, you know, um, affiliated with a corporation and has a day job. Uh, he, he's like a, a bit of a fit. He was just kind of like a Mr. Johnson on the side, and now he has all of you. He's operating as an actual fixer. But he's um, he's been setting aside some of the fixing duties for him, and I've been kind of um, keeping the helm um, while he gets uh, our project sorted. Well... Okay. Why don't you let Osmeter know that I'd like him to get in touch with me? I don't feel completely comfortable with this. But, uh, we're here to do a job, so... Yes. Let's get some info on that, shall we? Actually, well, um... <laughs> actually, it was, it's interesting. Um, the, the person who, I believe, they're probably going to be patching in uh, in a little bit, but they tried to get hold of you, and you didn't answer. And they did a little bit of digging... And uh, contacted the Phantom Arts Centre instead. So, uh, I guess it's a personal request made for. 
Huh. Oh. Did you uh, get a name? And or was they just a... Uh... Yeah, at, at that, the the projector in the room does actually kind of click on and um, uh, hollow project it into the room with a very kind of like tasteful forest scenery backdrop on the like monitor panels on the back of the stage is uh, Miko Taishi, uh, your contact who works within Aries macro technology. Yeah, she is a personal assistant, or was the last time I spoke to her, uh, for a CEO in Aries. She's Miko, and is that you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you remembered my face, considering the last couple of times I've called, you've not answered. I, I've just been busy, you know, and he gestures towards the shoulder, which is now his excuse for everything. He's like, you understand, I, I've been out of the loop. I had a little I didn't realise your comlink was attached to your arm. Well, it's, I've been under, you know, and recovery. I needed... Perfect silence, uninterrupted. I do apologise, it's been so very long. How are the children? You don't have children. Uh, how's work been? Oh, um, actually, this is kind of about work. Uh, so, uh, I have a little bit of request uh, in Chicago. That might be of interest to you. Or uh, anybody within the Phantom scent, it is kind of your wheelhouse a little bit. Well, you know uh, what it is with me. If you need anything, I'm here for you always. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that that kind of uh, loyalty will get you to go to America. Uh, usually when I kind of ask people from the uh, the other side of the pond to uh, come over, they say, fuck no, and hang up. So, uh... Especially from Chicago, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're familiar. After a fashion... Yeah, a little bit. Um, and just for just general kind of explanations that she's not going to give, because you clearly know. Yeah. Um, so Chicago had... Uh, this is a bit of a laconic explanation that probably isn't canon to the actual books. Fight me. I'm at Phantom Art Center on Twitter if you want to tell me how little I know the plot. Shing! Uh, ha! <laughs> uh, so there's a large amount of magic in Chicago, as it turns out. It just kind of was like welling up out of the ground like it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. It kind of was. Um... And corporations were like, oh, magic exists. We can probably use that to do cool uh, capitalist stuff. So they tried and it went really wrong. And then a bunch of vengeful spirits trying to just kind of came out out of the ground and started eating people. And then the corporation was like, like ghost monsters eating people isn't profitable. So they kind of like nuked the place. And so there's a big containment zone in the center of uh of chicago that basically eradicated all organic life and it was uh, not great and uh, there was about decades worth of radiation magic radiation like regular radiation but magic uh <laughs> and repercussions across the world yeah it wasn't great but um it seems that the enough of the magic radiation has kind of moved out a bit where people are trying to now start cleaning up kind of like how people started moving into the south bank after the magic bomb there went off where that was flowers this is now like bugs and shit weird yeah. uh so there's a big kind of like scramble of poor people just trying to get back into homes that they can now afford and uh, rich people being like, oh, property development. Right. Um, the old story. Yeah, I think um, with her being like, oh, you're so keen to go places for whatever, mm. uh, Raz's response is along the lines of, it's like, look, Rico, I owe you a lot for the last time I got in touch, and you're right, I have been off the radar. And I, I apologise for that. Have you met my friend Zandra? Um, no, no, I don't believe I have. Well, 
Now you have the pleasure. Um, and as I say, always, no pain, no gain. So, what, what is it? I know you wouldn't ask me to go somewhere so very profitable, risky, uh, unless it was important. So, I what mean, do you need? It is pretty important, but I, this isn't, like, hyper-dangerous. Like, the, all, all, all the big American runners are absolutely so into... This is her voice now. Uh, so into Chicago right now. Like, it's where all the big running jobs are. If you're seen doing cool runner shit in Chicago, they'll write a movie about you. Are they six foot deep into it? I mean, the people who aren't hot as shit don't make it out the other side, but it seems the Phantom Heart Set is getting a little bit of a reputation. Well, you are talking about American runners. I mean, comparing them to us is really not fair to them. That's true. Their mortality rate is considerably higher since they we have all those guns. Yes, and also Americans. Um, <laughs> she looks like... Crestfallen, but doesn't say anything. Sean <laughs> raises an eyebrow. That's a little rude. <laughs> like her, she, she, her, aunt, her eyes like glance to the left, and the eyebrows raise. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's impossible to get a sense of what Raz is thinking or saying from his face because he's wearing a giant samurai helmet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so. Uh, we are uh, looking to kind of start up a new line of kind of like medical facilities, affordable, um, since it's just generally kind of a large open space, very, very few official businesses are open. There's kind of like medical chop shops, but they don't have the kind of technology or a kind of like a brand loyalty uh, that we can afford our, uh, our um, well, I've been told that we shouldn't call them like hard to reach. They should be called easy to ignore. Uh, are easy to ignore customers. So um, we're trying to do our outreach and setting up a whole bunch of new medical facilities, but we need to start with ground zero. <laughs> Don't mind the pun. Um, there's a really interesting building that we think would be absolutely perfect for this new development, uh, but we don't have the deeds. How inconvenient. I mean, you know, um, all big like buildings tend to have electronic deeds now rather than physical ones, mm-hmm. and uh, they'd be easy to buy if the person who owned them was still alive, but they were, like, eaten by bugs or by nukes or some shit. So, uh, can't get them that way. Yeah, I imagine it's quite difficult to get legal ownership now. Mm. So, uh, the easiest way to get legal ownership for a corporation is to go and uh, physically obtain the electronic deeds from the server, and then we can repurpose. All proof of death? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't transfer ownership. Yeah, a lot of these things are kind of like, so, uh, I, I, a lot of these things are kind of automated run. Like, the more things that you can kind of automate in terms of your kind of property and banking and everything, the, uh, harder it is for a meat human to fuck it up. So. Sammy's taking notes on this one. Yeah. Uh, and she basically just gives the general gist of kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, a lot of property development stuff is, uh, run automatically electronically mm-hmm. because then it's like hard for somebody to like trip and have their deed fall into a puddle, or be physically stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but So digital theft is a little harder if it's on a disconnected server inside a building. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one, and we need somebody to go... We need somebody to go check and see if they can retrieve it. I'm not really convinced I'm the person for the job, to be honest. Seems a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. 
Mm, I wouldn't say that. I mean, like, in the big kind of, like, rat race to kind of get new property, there's probably going to be all sorts of other people trying to go get it, and you're a bit of a smooth talker, and as I know, when it comes comes to shove, a bit of a brain hacker, and you can make them think, I don't know, that the building was invisible, or full of, um, knife wolves, or I don't know. Uh, books. I mean, yeah, although with the kind of, like, uh, we kind of turned most of that bug stuff into movie opportunities, so people aren't really scared about it anymore. They should be. But I... Sure. <laughs> I've not been there. I live in Atlanta. <laughs> Good to know. So what do we need to know? Well, uh, well, I, I mean, I can definitely let you pay no first. I can definitely let you know your pay first. Uh, you're definitely getting 6k new yen each, but that's just the general kind of like basic rate if you manage to kind of do some absolutely stellar shit. There might be some additional things on top. We. Jen to pay a little bit more for speedy service, uh, especially if the building is intact, because, you know, we need to use the building. Um, so this new location that we're interested in, it's uh, it's an old Trid studio. It's called uh, Chicago Genesis. And the address is, uh, and she gives an address. Uh, there's an address written in the thing, and I'm like, there's a road know. with a place. Yeah, that's not really narratively interesting, so I'm not going to give it you. Um, and uh, yeah, I just need you to kind of scope the place out, go and find a server. Uh, I, I know that you guys apparently have a bit of a reputation for just stealing her service wholesale, so maybe do that. I don't know. But mm. we'll see what we can do if we take the job. It good pays, and you'll start getting a little bit of a reputation overseas. <laughs> I heard that Spider Bite 4 did really well in the box office. Oh, that's good to know. Hmm. <clears throat> will be delighted. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know, so she doesn't respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Miko, I, I know I've been off, off the radar for a while. Um, and I know that, you know, we haven't been in touch, but... Who exactly are we doing this for? Well, um, well, I, I guess I guess it's a little bit of a, a bit of a column A column B here. I mean, I wouldn't be asking you if I didn't think that it was something I need. That it should be done. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they, these are people who uh, previously had no homes whatsoever mm. and are moving to a place where they can maybe get some shelter, and then it's just full of like lawless gangers who will shoot any motherfucker out here and. Uh, I, they could go and get patched up by somebody without a medical degree, or they could get it done by somebody that we know could fix them. So this medical facility, yeah, uh-huh. you're sure that that's all that that's all that's happening there? That you're going, we're going to get this building for you, and you're just going to be handing out low cost air quotes, it's just low cost medical treatment. You're not going to be. Uh, well, not you, obviously. But this isn't going to be some kind of experimentation facility on the low-income, undefendable... Experimentation? Yes. It's a medical facility. I'm not stupid. What what the fuck do you think we are? Like, EvoCorp? Like, Jinteki? Who... Who's the lead on this? Oh, my, like, okay, so this is, this is a thing that my, my department is working on, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, her, her boss is in Aries Medical, sure. um, and it's part of the reason a little bit why maybe you trust her a little bit more than other people that she doesn't work in, say, weaponry. Yeah. Uh, 
she could work in the, the like areas this, that have a media department. I was going to say this may well be just my uh, my own personal knowledge of Ares. Sure. M- me immediately being like, well, they're a war corp, right? Why are they yeah. going into this low oh, poverty oh, area? Oh, me too. Oh, and, me like, too. He's like, what? What does Ares stand to gain by providing this facility to this area? Well, let's put it this way. Uh, we could go and build these medical facilities and use our kind of like, yeah, like, yes, we normally use most of our kind of like uh, uh, heavy construction to go and make weapon factories, but that same robotics technology can be like cyber surgeons. Like, it can operate on people with minimal time and minimal cost and like really low personal operation, that kind of thing. Uh, or we don't do this and we could get like Evo Corp to go and set up medical facilities and they could go and put people's brains in jars or uh, they could like Jinteki could uh, take it and they could go and uh, make a whole bunch of clones to go and live there instead of people alright alright I see your point but know this I will not be leaving that facility completely unwatched if we get this building for you there will be hooks in places you won't be able to remove them. Hmm. I mean, the fact I'm that... I'm just telling you this up front because we're friends. Yeah. And I don't trust the people you work for. Even if you've got their absolute best intentions, I just can't quite imagine that there isn't something somewhere down the line. Someone's going to think it's going to be a bit more profitable if we just shave this little line here and change that number there. I really don't want to see people getting hurt because of something that I've done for you. And I don't really want to see people getting hurt either. That's why, you know, I work in medical. Which uh, is why I'm happy to help. Yes. I will be watching. Also, uh, a point to raise is that I have been doing uh, incredible double duty doing information gathering for you on your other runs that aren't areas of areas affiliated, and you owe me. I do. So I figure that the best way to kind of make that equitable is to do a job that I personally think is okay, and uh, you can go and do, because as I say, you owe me. I do. And I acknowledge this, I accept this, I will take the job. But Delightful. I just want you to know I have my concerns. That's uh-huh, all. uh-huh. Yes, you're such a moral paragon. I'll be seeing you. And uh, she, she logs out. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Do you always pick with your friends? Uh, it's, it's it's a corporation thing. I know that we technically work for... It. It's it's complicated. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm picky. <laughs> <laughs> Point of order, you have absolutely no, co- no idea what corporation automator works for. He's never mentioned. No, that's totally fine. Like, that's why I was just like, well, we don't work. I know we do. Uh, uh, we don't work for a corporation yeah, necessarily. Yeah, it was just like, I know that... We do jobs for corporations, but I usually try to screw them, but in a way that they feel like they've gotten what they wanted. Um, <laughs> well, How monkeys the poor this shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, I wouldn't have been up front with someone before the job with anyone else, but because it's Miko, I'm like, look, because I don't trust the people you work for, I'm not going to do... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do what you want, and I'll try my best to give you what you want, but also I'm... I'm gonna Where? have to, for my conscience' sake. Fair, fair. Um, um, at the at the end of the phone call, sure. and uh, the the hologram kind of like disappears. Uh, you see, like Leon um, standing, like like he's dropped the broom and is kind of like staring agape at the both of you. It's like you're you're going to Chicago Genesis. Did you want to come with us? I don't. 
his mouth opens to say yes, and then thinks is Sounds like, like I absolutely cannot leave the building. That's not how uh, my own life works. <laughs> I feel like Raz knew that. Oh yeah, <laughs> he just, just feels bad. You're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, well, I, I was I was going to say that if you. Wouldn't mind just uh, moseying on your way down there and going and finding a little bit for me. I've got something uh, pretty sweet for you, too. Oh, that'd be a pleasure, Mr. Lycoris. Oh, yeah. So, it turns out that... Uh, I, maybe this is a little bit of TV trivia for you. But uh, it turns out that Chicago Chicago Genesis is where they filmed the live hit act... The, the, the hit live-action magical girl drama, Madison Magica. And, uh... I'm kind of a fan. Understandable. Um, I hear it's a fantastic piece of work. Mm. Uh, so you've seen it? Oh, well, we can have a character be that, be that you've, you've seen it, absolutely. Not myself. Um, I've not been able to find a copy. Um, um, the Matrix is kind of patchy at the moment. Well, I mean, like, it's uh, it's the tip-top in, um, how to put it, like, uh, American import of... Uh, like Jap- Japanese, like uh, pop culture. Uh, I, I, after we, after we, kind of like back in the 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 tw- the twenty tens, the twenty twenties, did our kind of adaptations of like Ghost in the Shell and Cowboy Bebop. We kind of moved into the other kind of bits of pop culture, and we just kind of uh, took everything. And it sounds uh, like bad when you say it like that. <laughs> I mean, best country in the world, Urar, Except you know, I uh, I live and work here these days. Things I didn't know about you, Mr. Lycoris. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, like, for the, for, the, for the cameras, I gotta, like, keep the, the, the not blood in my veins running red, white, and blue. Uh, so it's a bit of loss of habit. But, uh, yeah, uh, kind of, kind of watched a lot of that. When I, whenever I got a bit homesick after kind of watching people, like, slaughter themselves in, like, Death Pit 2050. Uh, oh, and I was, that. yeah, man, was, uh, You're one on of my, farm. my best pieces of work, best pieces of work. But I was feeling, those times where I'm feeling a bit homesick, mm-hmm. I'd just kind of like pop on one of the old, old runs of, uh, Madison Magica and it would just whisk me back to, back home. And, uh, the opportunity to watch some of that stuff again would, mm-mm, uh, just make my day. Well, I'm so we got to help, especially whilst we're already going there. Right, yeah, just... objections, do you? No, do she please? I mean, I mean, young naive eighteen year old. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I I don't care what you find. Uh, if if it's like a B side recording of some kind of daytime show that they that they ran and then didn't actually air, that still kind of like remind me of home just a little bit, you know. Uh, I'll I mean, I'll happily give you two uh, K new yen just for looking. I'll definitely give you another two K yen new new yen each if you uh, bring anything back. I'll keep it in mind. Yeah. We'll try and get back in one piece first. Oh. I know that Pieces you guys are, are overrated. <laughs> I mean, I can... I, I will take your word for that. You forget, I can just see the magical aura just radiating off the both of you. I know you're absolutely talented. <clears throat> yeah, I um, have not been entirely forthright with you, um, Mr. Lycoris. Uh-huh. Um, I'd like to return this. And she hands back a pressed rose... Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> upon first encounter. Yes. Um, you, the card I gave you 
is fine on its own. I wouldn't presume to summon you, but um, yeah, I, <clears throat> I've been recommended recently, and oh, well. this would theoretically allow me to. So I feel it's only fair that you should have this back. I, I mean, like I, I. I I'm not used to having gifts I give other people being returned, but uh, I, I guess I can understand your feelings. Um, I've not really had a chat with the uh, other uh, entourage you keep. Yeah. Um, or I did try to chat to them once, and then this kind of like weird Joker-looking guy uh, showed up, and I was uh, not about that life, so I left. Is that Karik? His frame of reference for clowns is going yeah, yeah. <laughs> My doppelganger. Mm. <laughs> like, what are they doing here? Oh no. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, we tend to, to you, you, you hang out here a handful of times. Yeah. Uh, seems that uh, where you go, in the same way, I mean, like, uh, to explain a little bit, we, we died gesturing to just himself and then a couple of other just st- there's like a poltergeist that is basically a living like stage camera that's just hovering around uh when we died we kind of got quite heavily connected to the technology we used yeah. so uh still use the internet a fair bit uh so uh, i guess i can use this metaphor uh you know when you like wander around with your comms and then you still got a bit of a connection to all your social networking even if it's not like physically near you sort of yeah kind of like that uh Running into magical people, connected to other magical people. You can kind of, like, uh, not see it. It's not, like, red strings of fate or anything. No, no, But, no. like, you can, you can feel the yeah. connection. Yeah. You can, like, dial them up. You're, you're connected. Wherever yeah. you go. It's how you can summon people. Yeah, uh, essentially. Yeah. So I uh, followed one of those connections, wanted to know about you and yours. Ran into, like, you, but with white face paint. And, uh... uh yeah, they're very nice once you get to know them. I'm sure... Uh, yeah but uh, if you could find basically anything in that building that'd be astounding I'll keep an eye out and then there is time passes because discussing the flight and everything is like boring Uh, so the but the in-flight food is terrible because nothing has changed in 300 years (laughs) (laughs) yeah you weren't given um, you're you're on an Aries flight uh, they 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 booked you into the finest Aries economy flight to to Chicago. It seems that fancy flights don't really go to cities that are heavily irradiated. The city streets. Um, it it both looks surprisingly okay and also horribly dilapidated insofar that the kind of, like, anti-magic nuke that they used um, basically removed almost all essence. So all the organic died, but the buildings are still intact, almost pristine, which is why people are trying to move back in. If it was dilapidated rubble, they wouldn't bother. Uh, as you kind of like approach the boulevard, uh, Kimball Avenue on Edison Street... Um, you see the the building that is Chicago Genesis. It looks like a kind of like two-floor, smaller building um, that is a bit shinier, kind of like a, a brass and glass kind of affair, uh, connected to a four-floor, 
much bigger building that takes up the rest of the block, and you assume that is like you know where all the filming studios are at. You round the corner, and uh, there is surprising everybody kind of a tree there. Uh, no leaves. And there's definitely not going to be any leaves on that thing ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff hanging from it, though. Mm. Uh, oh, brother, you go make me a perception check, yeah. I guess. Which is a willpower plus logic. Five successes. Same here. Five successes. Okay, so uh, you see that there's a bunch of skulls hanging from this tree. Mm. And uh, they are very clearly metahuman. Mm. And they are definitely not fake. Oh dear. No, this is inviting. Quite. Are there any ones there? <laughs> yep. Uh, there is for the sake of argument from one of each kind. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I haven't mentioned that previously, but uh, yes, no, Raz is a dwarf. Yeah. Just like, uh, perhaps we should find somewhere out of the street. Yeah. Quickly. Um, fresh. Ish. No, no they're skulls, but like the, the skulls are still a signal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they are very definitely real. Uh, the tree is outside the building that we're destined yeah. to go. Yeah, into. kind of like across the street. Yeah, I think Raz saying that. Uh, is there anyone around? Like, is there people here at all? Or no, it is dead quiet outside. How about uh, as we were getting like traveling to there? Were there people on the way? Uh, it, well, yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is like if we're going through street A, B, and C. Mm-hmm we're seeing people and then we get to this area and suddenly there's no one around kind of like yeah there's a little bit of um there's a little bit of occasionally in the kind of like entrances to the uh containment zone or cz if you're cool um (laughs) there there was a fair amount of people and then it starts thinning out the closer that you go in uh you did at one point uh almost cross the street and then like a, a wave of speeding bikers blasts across you uh, death trap blaring at maximum volume. Oh. Callback babies. Yeah. Um, say, uh, <laughs> the, the, the early albums of what's his name? Of uh, God, of, God, uh, God Helmet. God yeah. Helmet. I always think it's Godhead. Yeah. Uh, but um, yes. yeah, no. So, the, but that happens a little less the sure. closer you get to this part of the street. And okay. at the moment, no one around. Okay. You maybe occasionally hear like the 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 first time you heard like pops of gunfire within audible range. You're like fuck, and then now you're just kind of like, it's not me. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Fine. And I think as I, once we once we get close enough to see the tree, uh, Raz is just gonna stop like pat Zandrea on the leg, probably just like backhandedly. She's not that tall. <laughs> well, he's a dwarf though, so he's just like he's just gonna. He's gonna pat. He's gonna pat her. He's walking by side, so he's gonna pat her with the back of his hand on the side of her leg. Be like, oh, this way, and he's just gonna duck into a nearby uh, building doorway and keep an eye out for. And just gonna stand and watch and wait for a minute. Uh, Like again, I don't know if Sandra would follow it, but he's just gonna just watch the area and see if he notices anything at all. He's gonna look up and look around the buildings at the two floor and the four floors to see if he notices any movement in the windows. Those sorts of things. Cool. Right. Uh, well, There's an easier way of doing this. I, I, that's sort of what I was leaning yeah. towards. Um, so the Manister, can I attempt to summon Matthew? 
Uh, okay. Raven? Interesting. So, yes, go and Would make me a conjuring roll. Terrible for him or not. No, it's fine, but do the roll. <laughs> Three. Three successes, that's cool. Uh, you start to... Um, uh, what does something something look like just on a casual Wednesday? Um, Is there a spell circle? Do you chant? It's uh, probably some uh, low underbreath words and the occasional certain gesture, depending on which one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew's a lesser spirit, so requires less of a gravitation sort of mm-hmm. thing. But um, she definitely might like do the falconry mm-hmm. motion at the end to see if it'll come down. Cool. Uh, you start to kind of prepare to summon uh, Matthew. She uh, also have a hand over her bandana eye. Mm-hmm. That is part of the promise between them. And uh, as you uh, you take a deep breath, and Raz, you can even like see a faint bit of crackle of an aura sure. that's not her own. And as you start to almost exhale the first syllable of the thing that you need to mm. say to go chant, a white glove um, appears from nowhere behind you and covers your mouth. Muffled scream! <laughs> and uh, Creek kind of like slowly leans into shot like it's like a, a per- like um, point of view from your eyes out. Creek yeah. uh, like slowly leans into shot from the left hand side. It's like, hello. Mm. Like pull the hand like those guys. Fucking creepy. Uh, is, is he visible to the naked eye? To mm, would you, he be visible to me? Is the question. Uh, you can you can probably make an actual perception check, but hold mm. on for just a moment. Yeah. Um, because uh, the thing is, is Raz would react to that mm-hmm. because he doesn't know anything about Zandria or her no. and also he would be like he probably he's probably pretty familiar with the process, so mm-hmm. he would understand you were casting magic. He knows you're uh, awakened, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't. That that looks hostile. So that's yeah. like yeah, it's, that. it's all it's all good. Sure. Um, um, so sorry, uh, from from Raz's perspective, most likely you saw uh, Zandria start to summon something mm. and a magical aura, not visible to the naked eye, but you felt one appear, which mm. feels sensible uh, from Zandria's perspective. Craig yeah. <laughs> uh, is hi. Fuck. We need to have a conversation. Indeed. I will, um, and try to summon Matthew. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. Before you go and summon additional friends, don't worry. We're all having a bit of a, a bit of a delightful tea time down here, if you wouldn't mind joining us. Of course. And, uh... Is Raz invited? Oh, well, he's not, he's not part of the entourage, is he? Um, Do you have his name autographed on the card, too? No, no, I'm sure he'd do it if I asked him for it. We'll be right back. It'll only be a couple moments. And um, he then basically yanks your soul out of your body into the floor. And uh, you see uh, Zandria, like, ragdoll in front of your eyes. I think uh, Raz is just... Graceless. Yeah, he's... Because he, he basically just backed them into an alley and was like, okay, just give it a minute. And he's like looking out. And then I think we've got this camera shot of Raz looking around the corner. He's He's got one hand on the wall, sort of just peering left and right. <laughs> and you just hear over. <laughs> behind him. Because he feels something magical. He's like, what, what are you doing? And then he just watches a drop and he's like, 
Shit. <laughs> uh, I think Raz just is going to go over proper up against the wall, slap her face a few times, and then he's just going to go back to the wall and keep an eye out <laughs> mm-hmm. again and looking for movement or signs of trouble. Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, in the, I don't know, the meta- metaverse, mm. uh, this is just the, the general collective unconsciousness kind of thing, sure. I think is going to be the kind of vibe for magic shit and what I do. Neutral uh, zones, fine. Yeah. Uh, so within your brainscape, uh, there is a very, uh, like neatly set out uh, afternoon tea table uh, with uh, all the spirits that you are currently bound to politely sitting around it, even including the kind of like 10 foot tall water serpent who is still very somehow shrunk down for the occasion. Oh no, same height. (laughs) Just kind of sitting in a human sized chair. You don't know how like Physically, that's possible. This is mind space. It's mind space. Simultaneously, one thing and another. They've got tea. It's fine. They're chilling. You you watch them take a sip, and the tea just kind of like go into the clearness of their face, and then just kind of atomize into their general liquid body. Khaled, you're looking better. Mm. You bow to him. Yeah, uh, they they I I think they even even in like the metaverse they don't really speak so they like, mm. mm, yeah. and <laughs> they glower as much as they they they, they would physically. Still not flavorful. Uh, is like, well, um, please please take a seat. We have a lot to discuss. Uh, what what is your your tea of choice by the way? Darjeeling, oolong, ruibu, cranberry. Oh, I'm sure we have all that. Uh, Marissa. Pours you a cup of cranberry tea. Fucking exceedingly fucking nervous. I really don't want to be here, so let's make this quick. I don't want to annoy you any further. (laughs) It's fine, but this is important, so... Or at least this one says it is. And Kareek just kind of puts his hands on his routine and is like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's usually... Got someone's agenda at the far from So! And he kind of like floats over and sits at the end of the table and cuts himself a really large slice of red velvet cake. Uh, you fancy yourself as a bit of a card capture Sakura lately, huh? <clears throat> it's the methodology. It's working. I mean, it is working. We are showing up. But I don't know. I've been chatting with some of my girls lately, and they kind of, like, nod, but also, like, please don't call us that. Uh, and uh, we're feeling that you, you're doing a little bit by the book. You know? You're not putting your heart and soul into it. It's some textbook. It's, it's difficult being spontaneous consistently. I mean, yes, I mean, I'm personally something for doing a little bit different every time you do a thing. But I, what I'm getting at, I've been talking, talking to my girls. Could you please stop? Deal with it, Narissa. I've been talking to the others. (laughs) And uh, they are very impressed with your academics and your summoning. You're definitely getting an A for that. But you're getting, you're, you're hovering at a bit of a C minus for originality, my dear. You're not really putting a little bit of your personal into it. Yeah, you can go and pick up some reagents from your local canal. You can draw the right spell circles. You can, but we're looking for something a bit about you, a bit about your past. Something that you're putting something about yourself on the line. 
you know? Make it personal. She will um, raise the bandana off her face. I was like, I mean, I felt I got off to a strong start there. One of the eyes is completely milky. Mm. And, well, I suppose that Akale here might know a little bit about that. Your uh, living redwood tree might know a thing or two. But I don't know the story. Uh, Banksy over here, unironically, is called Banksy. Uh, he's a 12-year-old made up spray paint. It's great. Doesn't really know too much about your personal life. And we're just dying to know a little bit more about you. So I'll tell you what. We'll resume regular service again uh, in time. But in exchange for now, just to make sure that deal deal sweetened a little bit. Why don't you tell us something we don't know about yourself? Give us a little bit of thing about from your childhood. What 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 got you into magic? It just happened. I Oh yeah, people awaken. Sure. Yeah. But some people awaken and then just go back to their day job. You chose no, to it, it it didn't seem right. The constrictions being forced to be something I'm not on so many levels. It it didn't resonate with me. Oh. I had to step out. Step past. Oh, that's interesting. Step back around. Who is this oppressor of yours? Don't tell me it's something like society. That's that's way too nebulous. There's at least one name. I can see it in your face that there's a name you're keeping quiet. Hmm. We don't mention that name, but they look surprisingly like you. <laughs> he smiles. And I was like, yes, I suppose... Uh, people do tend to uh, cower under a little bit of self-reflection. But you know your Jungian theory, right? Facing down your shadows is an excellent part of learning about yourself and gaining a new power. Absolutely. It's not just for video games, you know. Of course not. Why do you think I'm still here and breathing? Good. Good. It's a start. So, I guess we know a little bit more about you. I'll I'll take that for now. Uh, just as a bit of a reminder that we want to, you know, read into the storybook of your life. Just a bit of a reminder. I have this to offer you. And uh, he summons the scythe that he normally kind of like wields when he's feeling in a capricious and maybe murderous mood. Yes. <laughs> this is maybe a little bit heavy for your arms. But here. And he offers it across to you. I will raise my hands underneath and lift the weight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, step back from the table and spin around and plant the haft on the floor next to me. Again with the magical girl shit, honestly. Uh, but yes. I think I remember how to uh, manoeuvre things around. Good. Good. Uh, it is a little unwieldy. It has a bit of a bite to it. But... She's a reliable gal, and I think you'll be uh, very happy with her while you think about what stories you can tell us in future. Absolutely. Until next time. And uh, the scene just kind of like out of out of existence, <clears throat> and you awake into your body again. <coughs> <coughs> Try and take stock of my surroundings. 
Are you going to do that a lot? Because it will get rather inconvenient. No, that's... Um, that's not happened for many years. Oh, good I timing, then. I thought we'd grown out past that. Uh, Matthew lands on your shoulder. Caw-caw. It's like... Come on. How have you been since I last saw you? You got away safely, didn't you? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 with the, um, icebreakers, right? Yeah, and the flaming zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, a uh, that was a cool shot. You rolled some pretty fucking sick people. That was a nice trick. Uh, I couldn't, I could barely sense you. I mean, us air spirits gotta have their secrets. And it, this bird winks at you. Yeah. <laughs> the bird snapped its fingers earlier. Don't know how it did that. Don't think about it too hard. Um, no, no. no. So, uh, it like, snapped its beak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you need? Um, scouting duties. Company. All right, all right. Cool. Well, uh, protector investment. <laughs> what do I look like an accountant? Uh, all right. <laughs> so what building? Tops the eye. Um... It was the building just across the way, the 441. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sure is a building. I. And it looks. Huh. When are you in that? What? I. Go for a double check myself. And, um, my. Go give me an astral perception yeah. check. Real quick. Uh, meanwhile, this entire little conversation is going. Well, well, not so much is showing up. Yeah, no, it's still fine. pretty damn quiet. Six. Yeah, uh, you pointed out. <laughs> you kind of like zoom in, and uh, you're like, "Hmm, uh, there are a lot of walls in this building, and yeah. that's making it real hard to see." And you can just about see, uh, well, pink. Yeah, so is pink. I think. Maybe magenta? Hard to tell. Okay. Few, few Shirella push. Really hard to get the correct colour from it. This range and with this many walls in the way. Yeah, I want to make sure I don't get detected and pull back. I'm sure we'll encounter. Hmm. Spicy. Yeah, we have company in there, Raz. Well, it wouldn't be a job if there wasn't anyone in there. No, they're like us. I'm not really that surprised to you. Look at the place we're in. I suppose not. Mm. Uh, just a little bit of a general update about the building, since that's probably the other question you're going to ask. Uh, there seems to be just the general main front door. There was a general like loading bay that probably was at the back, and that seems to have been uh, very heavily boarded up, so you might need a power tool to get inside that. Uh, there's a skylight, but that's a four-story building, and you don't have ropes, so uh, have fun no. with that. We will certainly try. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> Anytime, babe. Is um, he uh, just is the bird speaking out loud? Or yeah, you something? can actually fuck it. You can hear this. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I just because I didn't want. Yeah, I, no, I, I wasn't cool. sure if it was a relay situation. Or not. No, 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 I'm happy to have the yeah. actual audio going. on. There's probably like you hear before you see. You're like, "Fuck is that?" And then yeah. you look, and then as you focus, you see that there is sure. a bird. Rummage around, pop capsule, jellied eyeball. The butchers. <laughs> Neat. And it goes, eats one of those. Oh, by the way, what's your favourite food as a kid? Tigerine curry. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, See, now we get to know each other. Favourite yeah. foods, favourite foods, yeah, yeah. 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 See, it's this easy. It's this easy. And 
Uh, I assume, do you need anything else from them right now? Um, I need, well, for to keep themselves safe, they can pop in and out as they please. Yeah, I, I think they vanish into a puff of feathers, and Absolutely. a single feather, like, lands in your breast pocket. Excellent. As this is happening, you catch Raz uh, just peeking around the corner, and he has something in his hand, and he's just looking down, and he's like, protagonist of the mind bird. <laughs> he just closes it and puts it in his pocket. Uh, that, that's all you squint. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, put a hand to the breast pocket, and then like, so it seems to be going through the front door. Do you have ideas? Uh, so uh, the front door. Can I see from here? Is that in? Because I'm just trying to spatially awareness. Like, yeah. is the tree in front side in front of the two story building or the four story building? Because they were both connected, right? Yeah. So the uh, the 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 in, the Chicago Genesis takes up an entire block. Okay. Uh, it's quite big. It's quite big. The block isn't as large as it could be, but it's a pretty big building in itself. Sure. Um, the tree is across the road. It's okay. not directly in front of the door, sure. although you can see both the tree and the door from the alleyway that you're currently in. All right. Uh, yes, I suppose so. But while we're on the way, let's just keep an eye out for anything. Uh, someone left that as a message, and they mm. might still be here. Seems it's hard to know whether or not those have been sitting there a while, or if, you know, were they put up fresh or were they put up as skulls? They might have been put up that way yesterday. Mm. Uh, from your really co- collaborative high perception checks sure. when you found them, you can tell that they're old. Oh no! What I mean is, so like, uh, so the skulls themselves have been, uh, been mm. up for a while. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, well, someone left them there, and mm. no one's taken them down. So that's the that's what concerns me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, if we're going to go through the front door, we may so as well keep it true. keep it quiet, keep it low. Let's let's go in and keep an ear out, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to um, me. You 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 have arms, yes. I have oh, that for me. But I'm sorry. Sure. I am terribly I, sorry. No, no, no. He, he turns to you and says, "Yes, I, I'm more of a." a and he he pulls out a pistol and it's a narco jack. It's good to have something to fall back on now. I rely less on this and more on. And he points to himself. This. <laughs> um, and he's like, "Let's go." Um, yeah, the uh, the doors are. It's a set of four. Um, what would be glass doors, but the glass has clearly been punched out and been replaced with corrugated iron. Okay. Reassuring. Um, yeah, I think, uh, unless Xandria is taking the lead, Razor just pushes away through. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm happy to go forward if you... He's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like, unless you actually happen to be taking the lead, he's just like... Oh, i got to do this. Go. <laughs> i got to get paid. Uh, the door's not locked. It opens sure. uh, loudly, mm. it creaks, oh. and um, you hear both the sound of what would be kind of like clattering wind chimes, like, you know, when you open the, the door to sure. like an alternative uh, store and you get a little wind chime kind mm. of like deal. Uh, also, at the same time, a shitty little speaker somewhere above you uh, starts playing in quite low quality a uh, jingle to a TV show. Mm. Okay. Is it one I recognise? Go with me. I've got theatre. Yeah. Actually, I think that counts. Go give me a a logic roll plus two because you've got the knowledge. Nice. Uh, Four successes? 
So it is exactly what uh, Liam Lycoris described. It was something that was a piece of Japanese media that was then adapted by Americans into a not-so-good TV show, but still kind of got a bit of a cult following. Yeah. What anime was it that they adopted, or piece of Japanese media did they adopt? Um, I think it was My Heroine Scholarship. <laughs> yeah, now you, you, you get the um, superhero rom-com uh, my heroine scholarship uh, playing over over the the speaker the opening theme of that one of like a dozen that yeah. we had. I just just mutter as I'm just I never liked that one. Mm-hmm. Sounds like bobbing red and moving shoulders around. And the voice is all wrong. Yeah. It's um, it's in terrible quality. So when we go inside, uh, what's the condition of the building? Is it look like does it look like anyone's been here? Uh, yeah, Denver? yeah. No, this place is pretty pretty trashed. Um, there are large bags of garbage. Um, the floor has clearly not been mopped or maintained. Mm. Um, any kind of electronics in this front room have been. Um, vandalized, dilapidated, no longer working. Okay. Uh, Raz is going to look around for a floor guide to uh, see if this is literally just like it. Because it's a huge block, right? Mm-hmm. There's got to be some kind of map. Oh, gosh, yeah. There is There is one. It would have a backlight, which has been blown out. Sure. It's been spray-painted on top of, but you can still make out little bits and pieces. Cool. Uh, and it seems that there is uh, three main studios and general kind of offices higher up and general kind of recording studios and bits. Um, it's really hard to tell what's on floors above the first, because okay. that's all entirely spray-painted over. There's yeah. a basement. That's, a, that's fair. Hmm. You also uh, start hearing uh, things... You start hearing movement in Reacting the room the above. Yeah. yeah. Um, make sure I've got my uh, hoop strong. Uh, I think... Raz is going to... <laughs> He's going to turn to Zander and say, how do you feel about your appearance? I think it's perfectly fine. Thank you very much. It's, like, it's, it's like, lovely. Actually, <laughs> angling yourself away from, like, from the hip upwards is like looking down at him. <laughs> so, hand on the hip. <laughs> Would you be opposed to looking a little tougher? Too late. <laughs> Uh, and uh, with that clap, uh, you, you're, you're an elf, right? She is, yeah. Uh, yeah, so now you're a hell of brawny elf. You're still uh, a woman, but you are just like... Valkyrie. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you are stacked. Uh, and Raz is small, one-armed, but he looks like he... Again, he's shredded, scarred. He's probably got, like, a big eye patch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably not that far removed from his actual self, <laughs> but just, like... But small. Yeah, small on a micro level, the kind of, like, very lean shredded and... Swell. Yeah. <laughs> and and he, he looks like someone who's just, like, been living on the streets and just daily street fights is where this muscle has come from. Okay. He looks intimidating for someone who mm-hmm. is as small framed as he is. Does, does either of your outfits change? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we're, we're talking um, leather wasteland. Okay. For, Mad Max shit. Yeah. Okay. For Raz at least. I don't know. I, I started off with a sleeveless white leather duster and like purple silk blouses and stuff. Um, you, you, you decide and what you like, The guns are on show. Yeah. It's like... 
Not sure how she feels about having this musculature again. Um, but yeah, it's it's all of those um, things where I, you can determine your outfit because Raz will have gauged your personality well enough to decide something that you'd be comfortable in while still being able to look intimidating. Yeah. It's not buttoned up around the waist anymore. It's like just hanging open over the shoulders. Uh-huh. <laughs> the collar has now like tripled in length. Yeah, like it's a, of yeah. course. Yeah. Like one side of it's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll close the other There's like a piercing in one collar. Just oh, oh, yeah. I've got row of spikes going over one shoulder. Yeah. Raz, yeah. Raz okay. has no intention of hiding, was essentially his, his response to this. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, I think from that, he steps out from the column where the, the map is and is just going to shout, Where are you? Uh, uh, yeah, you hear barking now. As um, oh, shit. three three people mm-hmm. um, and uh, a dog on a chain. Oh, I say a dog on a chain. A hellhound on a chain. Um, <laughs> Puppy! Well, <laughs> the dog's loose. This is just somebody's gone over the edge. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All kind of like burst into the room from like a set of double doors at the back of the reception uh, simultaneously. They are all dressed in what would be. Magical girl tier like transformation outfits. Um, if they have been repurposed as like punk gang wear and actual album platings, <laughs> yeah, there's little bits, there's, there's little bits of that. Um, it's all it's kind of like, oh, yes, this is like a sailor fuku, but I've ripped off the arms. So, um, yeah, I can take that step in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, three of them, um, two of them are carrying uh, very shiny looking swords. Uh, another is carrying a um, like a pink with silver ends bow and arrow, okay. like a long bow, not a crossbow, not like a yeah, yeah. Aries Nike. Oh, the pistol! I don't know yeah. what the official like <laughs> gun crossbow is. At me, <clears throat> they, they they have a, a proper long bow, and it is pink and silver. This, this is. Beautiful. They ready them at you and like say nothing. The the dog is still barking very loudly. Of the three, who looks like the one in charge? Uh the one in the back row with the bow and arrow. Okay, cool. Uh so Raz starts <laughs> he steps forwards and he starts monotonously kind of saying so the other day I was walking down the street and uh, I was talking to this girl and you probably are like what the fuck are you doing yeah. um, but as as he's muttering all of these things he's going I'm going to be using my t- code talk to just slot my voice into that guy's head uh, oh. and <laughs> double speak <laughs> yeah basically uh, and I think I'm going to approach this with uh Look, I know how this looks, and when we came in here, we didn't know there was anyone in here, but you all seem like maybe this place is yours, but I think we should talk. Uh, go make me a sorcery roll. Uh, four successes. Yeah, no, that comes through uh, uh, fully clearly. I, I don't think any of that message gets garbled or misinterpreted. Sure. They understand you. You, you, uh, Zandria, you visibly see the man with the bow and arrow, their aim, their kind of like tension and pose slacken slightly, mm. like they're hesitating. Yeah. And is kind of like, um, uh, fellow pretty warriors, 
It seems that they might be doing no harm, although one of them is clearly magical. They were trying to communicate with me in my head. This may mean that it is a trap, but he did come bearing neutral tidings. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. And again, I'm still, I'm, he's still sitting there. So, so the other day, like we were going down and uh, I've got a great recipe for pot pie. Uh, and his accent just is flipping all over the place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, um, step forward, have a hand upon one of the rings and like the other one lower down. And come close to you and I'll like step nice sure. next to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look, um, it seems like perhaps you are just defending. Are you under the impression that we are here to attack you in some way? Because that is not the case. We have to defend the base from, and they all pose simultaneously, intruders! <laughs> okay, on whose behalf? Do you not know? We're new in town. We are uh, looking for shelter. Outside there's this ghastly tree. Yes, that is uh, uh, one, uh, one, one of the one of the swordsmen um, like pulls a face like oh that fucking tree and uh, the one of the bone is like yes we set it up to drive away our intruders so they know that if they mess with us they will know what will happen to them. Okay, well I don't think we're intruders. We're uh, travelers looking to discover a new home. Uh, is this whole building your base, or is it just this area here? We have worked incredibly hard to colonize this base for the Lost Ones. And they all pose together again. Well, Lost Ones, you are now found. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> all of them simultaneously be like, what? <laughs> um, Boo. <laughs> look, we mean you no harm, but... Uh, are we free to travel through this building? Uh, what exactly are you trying to prevent? Are you trying to prevent entry? Or are you trying to prevent theft? What? Uh, you know, we, we wish no harm upon you. Many warriors have tried to claim this base for their own and their own crew. Well, as you can see, there is only two of us. We have no need for an entire block of... Anything, really. That is very bold, because there were eight runners who came here, and we killed them all. Well, that was very skillful of you. I, I'm i I'm sure there were very talented people, and you've obviously... Not really. Passed. It was very easy. Beat of sweat running down the side of the face. And one of the, one of the others is, I think that's called like the inverse ninja theory. <laughs> so, never heard of it. Uh, but... If you do not offer, try. if you're not here, to take over the base, then why are you here? Well, as I said, we were passing through, and we saw that awful tree, and we ran for cover inside of this building. It seemed like the logical choice. Well, I must tell you that if you're not interested in the base, we will offer you no harm. Well, that seems perfectly reasonable, and I'm sure we can go our separate ways inside this building and we just like to look around now that we're here. They were like, inside the building. <laughs> <laughs> they were all kind of like nodding, saying to me, it's like, we can all go our separate ways and sit inside the building and stop nodding. Uh, <laughs> um, I think this place looks defensible. Um, perhaps you could give us some pointers that we can use to get our own place when we leave here. 
Well, the first tip that we might have is to have a crew of more than two, and maybe get large weaponry. <laughs> ah, well, it's interesting that you should say that. Uh, I've never much had a need for weaponry, you see. And as I think Ras has been slowly walking forwards, mm-hmm. as he's been like, you know, as we go separate ways inside this building, we explore, look around, you know, we want to stay safe. And they're like, you need large weapons. He's like, never had much of a need for that. And uh, let's pop it off, because Raz never does this shit. So um, <laughs> Raz is just going to reach out with his hand and see, you see, there may only be two of us for now. Uh, he's going to reach out his hand and just snap his fingers, uh, and I'm going to use my concussive blast, which is a uh, sorry, no, that is a, that's concussive gren- percussive grenade. Oh, you have a grenade on you? Yeah, well, I, I have uh, yeah, I have percussive grenades. Um, okay, which I guess. Yeah. Oh, right. No, this is one of the spells that you kind of took recently as an upgrade when you did the murder mystery. Yeah. As as I recall, it was like you can either have it as a narrow beam and hit one or widen it and hit a bunch of people, but there's a dice penalty. That's fine. Do Uh, you want to hit uh, one person? No, no, no. My my goal is just... (laughs) Okay. Uh, Knock him down. Uh, Uh, Make me a sorcery roll minus two. Okay. Uh, Also, I'm spending a plot point. Roll a glitch and die. I'm cool with that. Uh, I'm going to spend a plot point to re-roll. You're going to uh, spend a uh, a point of edge. Sorry, yes, correct. I definitely want to do that in this situation. Yeah, edge drops by one. Um, Because that was a no successes. Oh. (laughs) That's four. Okay. That's cool. Um, Four total. I really want to roll against it. They're jobbers. Uh, Four S. They are, they are uh, absolutely jobbers. Oh, that's they are resisted. It's armor avoidance. What hits you do make will go directly into yeah. stun rather than into their armor. That's three. Three successes. So you hit in excess of one. Woo! Uh, so I'm, I will rule that that does damage to them. Effectively. Uh, it's forced on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so they all kind of like cover their ears from the mm-hmm. concussive blast and go like, ah! And the dog also uh, oh, the is Sorry, kind of like, uh, starts, starts whining uh, and then um, they, they're not KO'd at yeah. all. No, but they no. are now very angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure they are. Uh, but... Raz knows that you're a summoner, so there's still definitely more than two. <laughs> He's given you an opportunity, a window yeah, to do something yeah. useful. Mm. I, um, I guess now's the time to yeah. uh, step in with one of my choice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a Earth Spirit. Okay, uh, go and give me a summoning roll. This will, I think, auto-dismiss your bird. Um, Are you in a position to have more than one spirit at a time? Yeah, I've got the um, the on my arm, the summoning focus. Okay, cool. So you can have two spirits at a time. No problem. Four, four successes? I think with four successes it both works and they do something immediately. Okay, sweet. So from a... Let's say there's a bare patch of earth under one of the tiles. Mm-hmm. A <clears throat> patch of uh, vine starts growing up out of it. Mm. Rapidly flowers out. And then a lion, a floral lion, leaps out of the patch. It's a dandelion. Ah, <laughs> it's a parsley. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, I guess. What do you want this? What do you want this lion to do? Um, I'd like them to uh, attempt to entangle some 
Yeah, uh, that feels like so, uh, a pants then pinned down with vines. Yeah, uh, if they if you have, I assume this critter has entangled as an ability. Yes, it does. Do it. Do the thing. thing. Yeah, there's two successes there. Two. Yeah, so that's five stunned. Uh, instead, because I'm trying to keep this a little fast, um, okay. you the the it does it does what you need it to. So describe yes. the entangle. Okay, so um, one gets actually pounced down and mm. pinned by the line itself, roars in their face, and mm-hmm. then like vines just ripple out mm-hmm. and spread around nearby, and like yeah, <clears throat> they are all seas, like, they are all ensnared and uh, starting to thrash at the vines. I think Raz continues to walk forwards, and it's just like so. You see, um, we don't we don't want to hurt anyone here, but if forced to. It's an option. Yeah. Uh, so you are in a position. I will. I will. I will uh, say a mention thing from GM on high. Uh, you are outnumbered, mm-hmm. and that dog alone will fuck you up. <laughs> so you can stay and wait for them to break out of the vines. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah. Uh, upon you, uh, say saying that to them, um, they don't respond. They are just trying their best to break from the vines. And they're making progress. Two right. of them have swords. That's fair. Um, so yeah. they spend what would be my narration trying to escape. Okay, no, that's good. Uh, in that case, yeah, <laughs> Raz jumps around. Yeah, once, once Raz puts together the day using swords and she, <laughs> she summoned a party, he's like, Raz, we should move on. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to run into the building and up the nearest escalator Mm -hmm. Uh, as you kind of like run through the the double doors um, where they they, they came from and start beating your way down the hallway you hear behind them it's like you'll never defeat Revelry Warrior Madison (laughs) Xandria gives a bow and like as a sweeping off the top hat Mm -hmm. and partially vanishes so they don't start wailing on them Uh, yeah, and you start running down the corridor, and we'll see what happens on the other side of the corridor on uh, the next episode of The Talent Agency. Thank you for listening to The Talent Agency, Mission Critics' Choice, Future Base Remix. On this episode, you've heard Ray as Razmataz and Ashley as Zandria. I am your GM, Nathan. The theme music, as always, is Ammonia Clouds by Blank Banshee. The recap music is The Chase by Triaz. Additional music supplied by Kevin McLeod. Find more of his work at incompetech.com. Additional sound effects supplied by freesound.org. Stay weird, runners. Oh.